0: Right, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Today's episode we have a lot to get into. We're going to take some Facebook questions. We'll get into play of the week. Uh, We'll let Lou talk about Lou's poos a little bit. We'll uh, we'll get into that. And we're going to start with what's on your mind. And normally I would give it up to one of you two. But I don't think we should start with anyone else other than myself today personally. Because I have a grudge, I like I, I gotta, I gotta pick some with you, Ty. Uh, because Jay, I don't know if you can drop it in here. I don't know if you have the audio handy, but Tyler last week on the episode, I specifically stated we're gonna find out what kind of guy Tyler is Saturday morning at nine a.m. when he gets off a flight on very little hours, very few hours of sleep, possibly hungover. And he's in Dallas going through, not set up, walking around making deals. I said, we'll find out what kind of guy Ty is. You know what kind of guy we found out Ty was?
1: Missed he the skip flight, flight. Skip is, a, uh, is false. So don't spread false rumors unless you want me to sp- spread false rumors about yourself. Um, just remember that. You reap what you sow. I missed the Whoa! flight. I didn't skip the flight, okay? Key distinction. But I did, I did miss the flight. it was pain. I think I texted you guys the second I woke up. you did
2: I think, I I think you stayed. said whelp.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> I knew the amount of burial that is deservedly coming my way. yeah, I missed the flight cold. I was sad, just just not enough sleep. I' uh, no, I no, no, no. what happened was I tried to do the old five-minute nap and it just i got home at 2 30 i was not i hadn't been drinking like you would drink at your good friend's birthday i was quelled and i got home 2 30 was You're gonna being responsible at, i was gonna leave at four for the airport and i did the let me set four alarms to get the quick five minutes and i woke up and it was 7 a.m and my flight was at 5 50. <laughs> And that that was, and then I texted you guys a four letter word in all caps. Took six minutes to realize how could I get there, and I wouldn't have landed at like two thirty. I would have landed at like two thirty in the afternoon, and I was on an eight a.m. flight home the next day. And not worth. No. It's probably something that's going to stay with me for many years. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst missed flight of my, but I did not skip the flight, Ryan. Yeah, he skip? didn't skip it. it was I w- a miss.
2: I'll say this. I almost missed Dallas that first time we went too. I think missing a flight by accident might be like a top three or bottom three, like most anxiety inducing thing in my life. Which isn't which is saying a lot about my life and how great it is, but it's a thing I'm saying.
1: There's a special feeling of self reflecting of how you miss a flight. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially when you promise your boys you're gonna be somewhere.
1: Yeah, I would promise yeah. an entire community that listens podcast, to a podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Great. Yeah. I so, mean, Tyler, you literally said on the fucking episode, "You're like winter's over."
1: I, I bad. no I, I watched the entire episode Saturday morning. I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> oh yeah, no, well, I did. But Tough. I got ground to make Sounds up. Like, Ty's still I still hibernating. I got ground to make up. I'm definitely still in hibernation, but we're coming out hot on Thursday. I'm excited to have you in the city. And thankfully, I guess it was like someone made a comment. It was like Groundhog's Day. Like winter just extended a little bit.
2: Yeah, you didn't see your shadow. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah,
1: one or the other. Whichever one means what we're talking about, that's what happened.
2: (laughs) That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Text text from Ty, 7.56 a.m. local time in Dallas. Well, boys, didn't make it to Dallas. (laughs) Damn. So good. All right. Is there anything else on your mind, Ryan? No, we'll get into Dallas recap here in a little bit, so I'll talk more then, but I'll uh Lou, you're up.
2: Can I do two? Oh.
0: Yeah, I think we can make an exception this week.
2: Okay, we can make an exception. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. As the captain of the ship, I like to make sure you're cool with it first. <laughs> My first one is winning time on HBO. I think has mm. the potential to become a monster.
0: Is that the Lakers documentary?
2: Yep. It's not a documentary. It's like a mockumentary. Kind documentary. Of. What's that? It's like when they it's like they're telling the story, but they're clearly taking liberties and like it's a little bit absurdist kind of thing, but okay. it's really, really good, like really, really enjoyable. And what I was going to say was I think it has the chance what it has a chance to do is like highlight some of maybe the not necessarily lesser guys, but like I think it's going to put a spotlight on Kareem that people necessarily weren't aware of. It's definitely going to put a big spotlight on magic. So I'm going to be watching what happens from a car perspective. I don't anticipate it's going to be anything crazy, but it's something to watch for, and I think it's going to be interesting. So that's my first one. And then my second one is I made some sales this weekend on my Sweet Futures that I didn't even realize were up until they were gone. So that's tough. But one thing I wanted to say, obviously, I will preface it with my boss is uh, a member of this group, Candy Digital, Sweet Futures. So obviously... Take that for what it's worth. But I do believe they're really interesting. For football, they were great. I made some good money on flipping on those. What is it? It's basically, I don't know the proper way to describe it, but I would describe it as a rookie card NFT. So like, they have animated pictures. The new ones for basketball, what I was getting out was the basketball ones came out today, the first ones. And Jalen Duran was a part of that, part of the first
0: drop, as well as a couple others. So is this like top shot? Mixed with mm. NFT no. JPEG type thing.
2: I think they're more cards. It's more cardy than it is topshotty. To give it a perspective, a little bit. I don't know if that helps.
1: Topshot and Candy Sweet Futures both digital collectibles. Jalen Duran, does he have any sports cards out anywhere? I don't believe so. So, right, they're numbered. It's either a core, a rare, a very rare, or a one of one. Jalen Duran has a, in a product called sweet futures, which is essentially like going down the chain. It's like NIL deals and they're rookie. It's a rookie card that's being put out. A rookie collectible. It's a rookie collectible. Yeah.
2: In their college Jersey.
1: I don't own any of them, but in the, in a world of yes, Gary's on the board. Yes. We work for Gary. Yes. That gives us access to alpha. Jalen Duran, NFT coming out, that's positioned as a rookie card today off of what's happening with Memphis basketball. And if you paid attention over the last week, they're like really hitting their stride outside of the whole NFT card, whatever is like, if you're a collector, like pretty dope product feels like there's arbitrage there.
2: Yeah. And I'm the first one to, to, you know, be anti-top shot and all that stuff. I don't necessarily consider these to be very similar. It's definitely more Cardi. And I do think also for college, this is like the first opportunity that I think college collectors have a chance to get in on the NFT thing as well. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, speaking of college and NIL, I saw at the Tops conference that Tops released that they're going to be putting out Bowman NIL product. And they're doing a Tops Chrome for Overtime League too. Interesting yeah
1: ty what's on your mind first and foremost what's on my mind is an apology uh to everyone for missing my flight on saturday morning it was i was very not happy about it but then on the flip side sometimes life happens and you learn from it and on we go i really wanted to be in dallas like i really was looking forward to it and so i was sad about that but you gotta do what you gotta do and I. I caught up on some sleep this weekend at the end of the day what i'm really pumped about is ryan's coming into new york city for the first time in his life in 72 hours crazy i think it's gonna be pretty fun Uh, i'm really excited about thursday night i think we're gearing up for just good energy good vibes good people good connections obviously zablo and the Bleakers uh trading team have been doing their thing and I appreciate what they're up to. Just building, 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 hosting us, Ryan coming in, taking time out of his busy ass schedule. We're doing some cool stuff with Gary Thursday, the three of us and Gary, I I would imagine
2: more to come there,
1: more to come there, but I'm going to force kind of, I think there's a fun, even content combo between Ryan and Gary about digital versus physical and this new fidgetal kind of like world that, that is starting to emerge. And because there's definitely there's pockets of people in the hobby, sports cards and trading cards that are now into NFT stuff, and their perspective is really fun to also pick their brain on. So I'm excited to get all those combos together. Hopefully, at the end of the night, we'll do a little Card Talk Live or Card Talk Pod and on the back end. So we get an extra episode coming. A
0: little bonus episode?
1: Yes. A little bonus episode action. And the word is hockey was in Dallas. So I think maybe that's a good uh, segue to Dallas recap because, oh, and I won a card. I won a card on auction on eBay. And then I forgot to pay. It was a Chris Kreider, uh, Pat Auto, the cup. I forgot to pay. Limited logos. Limited logos. Ryan was actually going to bid on it, but I forgot to pay. He then relisted it and I bought it for like 75 bucks more.
0: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it and I'm like, this looks like the same card Tyler won, so I mess a screenshot of it and put it in the chat. I'm like, Ty, uh, what happened? He's like, Shit, I forgot to pay. Gets on there and he's like, Hey, send me the link. Buys the card again
1: immediately. So,
0: shout out to he Ty. Had to do it. Had to do it. So, Ty, I mean, are you really like? Do you think you're really invested in cards, man? I mean, like, skipping Dallas, like missing out on Chris Cryder limited wow. logos. Would you say you're really invested in cards?
1: Wow, it's amazing. I don't know. Did I buy the fucking card? <laughs> that was a shot. <laughs> I, wry,
0: you Rye. Lou, fuck. did you know if he bought the card?
2: I did. Oh, I, I didn't know. know that. I actually didn't. When my friend Tyler says he's going to do something, he figures out a way to do it.
0: Interesting. That's not what I've seen in the last 72 hours.
2: Not sure I can say the same for you. And I don't appreciate the shots you're taking right now. I'm going to defend my
1: guy.
0: <sighs> oh, That's awesome.
1: Ryan. Just remember this yeah, moment. thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Yep. <laughs> it's going to bite me in the ass later.
1: Um, yep. Yep.
0: Uh, I love it. Dallas was cool. I will say, before we get too much into Dallas, it looked like there was a lot of really good shows this weekend. I saw some scenes from Philly. I saw some shows, uh, some scenes from like the Hickory, North Carolina show. It looked like shows were really, like, really, really going this weekend. Dallas was, was definitely busy. I'm not sure it's the busiest I've ever seen it, but it was... It was pretty full at times. There was there was definitely a lot of energy there. I put in the group chat the other day and I think we'll go on here and announce it before I post the pickups video. I, I texted Lou that. This is by far the most baseball I've ever bought in a show in my life ever,
2: ever. Yeah, which is interesting because I think a lot of when you do post it, I think people are going to say you're typically pretty anti-baseball. Yeah. I'm not even making no, a joke. No, sure like, you're pretty typically anti-baseball, but I think you're you're Operating against the, the coldness of baseball, right? That's what's making you do it. Yeah,
0: it just seems like you're you're just getting a delayed off season It's you know football still seems to be pretty you know pretty popular. I, I think basketball prices the just like a uh, Ronald Acuna tops tier one on card auto out of a hundred was a hundred dollars. That's equivalent to a jaw PSA nine prism. In my eyes, those are that, that same $100 makes way more sense for Ronald Acuna than it does John Morant. Like they just, they're not comparable to me. One's a pop 50,000 card of a guy that is playing really well, but has millions of rookie cards. The other one is an on-card autographed from a licensed, decent, tops product of a top five player in baseball. I just don't think those things are the same at the moment. So for for that, that's... Uh, that played a lot into my decision
2: i want to stop you for one second based on what you said you saying that's a tops tier one ron Lacuna auto is equivalent to a John Morant prism psa 9 is literally all the research you need to do to determine if that purchase is good or not i think a lot of times people are always like what should i buy what's yeah, the good is this, to buy, this blah, blah, blah. a good buy? very basic is
0: this a good buy very basic what does this dollar translate to in another person in cards.
2: Correct. And like, you know what? The tops tier one auto might not multiply as fast as a John Morant auto does. But guess what? That hundred's still a hundred and you're doing pretty good on that hundred with that auto. And you're in a much better car than you are with a, a 50,000 pop card, like you're saying with the jaw.
0: And so there's a couple things. So I did buy a lot of that kind of stuff, right? Like Juan Soto, Tatis, Ichiro. Like the other thing about those kind of cards, like trade nights coming up. Right, when you go to trade nights and you go to those things, you go to shows and you make deals. When dealers are going through your box, you know what they see a lot of: Jaw Nines, Tal Hero, Optic Blue, Velocities, R.J. Barrett, Mosaic Color. They see a lot of that stuff. You know what? You know what they don't see as much of: Ron and Acuna on Card Autos, Juan Soto Patch Autos, Fernando Tatis Autos. Mm-hmm. One of those things is more desired on a continuous basis. Every time you go to a show, a dealer is more likely to pull out your Tatis, your Ronald Acuna, your, your Juan Soto. Those are liquid. Those They've seen five they've zillion seen five cards. zillion of those graded cards. Those graded cards, uh, there are younger collectors. They're a starting point in the hobby. As you progress in the hobby and you work your way up, those things are not in every... I, I, I'm sh- I'm not sure of it, but I have a high... I have a pretty good probability that Matt Turner isn't looking to collect Jaw Mosaic PSA 10s and R.J. Barrett Prism PSA 9s. They're looking for stuff that's a little bit more unique and a little different stuff they don't see every day. Yep. So that's the one thing I, I you know, try to focus on when I go to these shows is what are the things you're not seeing every single
1: day? Great point, right? I think just that kind of like topical conversation I think about it as how we do our podcast content wise in general, like whether it was footy, F1, like it's, um, there's so much noise, there's so much supply, there's so much action. Even within John Morant, being crazy, if you were like, let me do all the random weird alt John Morant stuff, right? PMG. If you were just collecting PMGs and like the PMG dealer, boom, 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 doing your thing in your pocket, and then it happens, playing to the masses generally isn't going to win, even though it's easy and safe. And so hearing you say that is like, I was like, oh, it's kind of like our podcast, like in the beginning, it was only why are you talking about Marvel? Why are you talking about this? Why are you talking about that? Why are you talking, stop talking about so much F1? Stop talking about, you know, and then... The, the, it, then it kind of comes. So I think there's something to that for sure. I would then also just push on Acuna and Ja Morant in that I could be wrong, but how do we feel about what's actually going to happen with baseball from the star power and, and the potential of what might happen with Ja. Prism 9? Uh, uh, yeah. But Ja may be 500 times better than or 500 times bigger than Acuña.
0: Sure. 1000%. Maybe. I think we're just talking about for the value of the $100. The $100 to 100,
1: 100 on that card to card for sure.
0: Yeah, like I'm not I'm not trying to compare Bowman Chrome gold refractor Ronald Acuña to Ja Morant NT patch auto or Ja mm-hmm. Morant Prism Gold out of ten, like the the super unique stuff. I'm just at the entry points, especially when you're getting into like the sub five hundred dollars cards. Yeah, like, what does two hundred and fifty dollars get you for Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, or Fernando satis versus across multiple sports? Right, like the superstar stuff does not compare. Like Luca's cheapest auto. What, what's a Luca average auto sell for? Seven hundred fifty bucks, eight hundred bucks.
2: Some like I, that, I mean, yeah. I was
0: buying Tatis, Juan Soto, Acuna autos in. You know, even Franco's cheaper, like Leaf autos. I mean, you're getting those for sub $250 pretty consistently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, again, the one thing I would say is no different than our conversation about Marvel or Pokemon or F1 or, right? Like, one, collect what you like. That's the easiest way to not lose. But two, like, if you see a one Soto auto to a showcase and it's $500. It doesn't mean it's worth $500. It doesn't mean I would recommend buying it for $500. You still want to see what it's worth because it's only worth $100. It's not worth buying at $500, even though Jaws $100, right? It's just, mm-hmm. if this is worth this and this is worth this and you're going to spend money, I think the one thing you've got to think about in this is where does that dollar go across other things? That's the only thing I'm trying to,
1: you know, yeah. relay here. No, it makes sense. I'm just like, is really <laughs> that dude. He's a
0: stud. He's great.
2: Absolutely. Jaw's unreal, but also, like, Akuna was the MVP of baseball last year. His team just won the World Series. Like, he's not going anywhere. So I understand the star power thing of basketball versus baseball. It's also, like, let's have a conversation about who's going to have a more successful career. Like, that's a real conversation. I think that's a lot closer than people would like to admit. You
0: know? Yeah, and I'm not... I'm. You're not going to see me say, hey, baseball's back. I love baseball. Great. I just, at the dollar they Mm -hmm. each are at the moment, I would rather put dollar into a sport that's down and not pretending, not coming back anytime soon. It is at a lower cost value than I think somebody like John Moran is, right? I just would rather put that $100 into a a guy that's in the off season with no return date than to a guy that's having an amazing year and has a bunch of the base prison nine. So I just...
2: Yep, they also ruined baseball with this vote that just passed. So, we don't have to talk about that today, but What what was that? They got rid of the shift. They made the bases bigger. They put a pitch clock in. It's it's a nightmare. The shift thing is a nightmare. They got rid of
1: the shift? It's a it's a, it's a fucking what nightmare. What's going sh- on with the, the shift? What defines a shift?
2: Like if you if a play if you, you know, they put a player into the shift, like Joey Gallo was like the biggest shift guy of all time. Yeah. Now, basically, I think what they're going to do is, like, set defined areas for where players can go based on position. And it's just the stupidest thing of all time.
1: That's crazy. All
0: right. So, real quick, we got a lot to get into. Dallas. Dallas was crazy. Definitely a lot of alternative sports in Dallas. There was a ton of Marvel. Ton of it. A lot of people had it. I did not buy a Marvel card was not looking for it doesn't doesn't do as much for me so i i did not buy marvel but there was a lot of it there i saw a good amount of hockey i don't think i saw like as many dealers that carried only hockey like there wasn't as much there was more there was hockey i'm not sure i would say there was a ton of hockey it was like maybe a guy that normally carries baseball football basketball had a wayne gretzky and mcdavid auto when they might not have before but mm-hmm. like there was not like six or seven dealers that carried just hockey they've okay. been to most of those shows i see I saw yeah Jay said he saw a bunch of dedicated hockey guys. maybe I missed a row, but being there for two and a half days that's not just not the vibe I got good to know I saw a lot of Marvel bought a bunch of baseball overall a pretty good show well attended that show is continues to continues to uh to do good well.
1: thing yeah, sweet, random. As an aside, Leaf, that's what I was just looking up. Having, the announcement hasn't come in. When is it? They said it's going to come today. In a weird way, because we've talked, we've followed this saga. If it's Mbappe, I might wear a Leaf shirt. It's pretty nuts if it isn't. For the next three would, recordings.
2: By the time this comes out, everyone's going to know, so it's not worth like speculating. But like, if it's Mbappe... How many, I would love to know, like, how many autographs he's going to sign. Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? If it's a thousand, that's going to be a lot of money. It can't be a thousand, right? There's no way. It's got to be like a hundred or less, right? Thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, like, how much Leaf wants to put into it. Like, because, again, the rumor has always been that he wanted more than Ronaldo and Messi combined. Which was how much? Do we know how much that is? Ballpark? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea.
1: Okay, taking Mbappe out of the conversation for one second, Leaf announces the signing of one of the hobby's most massively desired autograph names tomorrow. Who else could it be outside of Mbappe? Brady?
0: That's a good guess. Thank you. I don't know who else it could be besides one of those two. And Ty, upcoming tennis?
2: Yeah, like does Serena have autos? Naomi Osaka?
1: Osaka, maybe did osaka do an auto good. with levi tiger's
0: upper deck exclusive i think
2: tiger has a, the other thing is it sounds like it's someone who's never signed before so that's be someone who's never signed anything
0: i don't know who in the hobby that's never signed anything we shouldn't spend too much time on this because by the time people hear it we're all
2: gonna know, <laughs> yeah, I know. so
0: but <laughs> so, let's move on all right so we're gonna move on to facebook questions if you guys are interested in submitting on these, they are on the Card Talk Facebook group. So feel free to check that out. First one is from Andrew Murphy. It says, rookie year base card or non-rookie year numbered card? Is it as simple as one over the other or does it depend on different factors? For example, player or the card, et cetera. I'd love to hear your thoughts all the way from down under. I think there's a lot of factors, right?
2: Basic point, I think rookie card is preferred
0: yeah i mean you're really like in terms of rookie cards you're really chasing the ch- the top end stuff you're chasing prism number one then you're chasing stuff from like select optic mosaic or or top uh, yeah, other stuff like that i'm thinking mostly basketball and football but yeah football yep. or baseball would be the same way it just, so it depends if you're chasing like a collegiate draft picks rookie or a second year you know prism j- out of 299 um it just depends i would say for the most part the Depends on the numbering. Depends on the set. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. There's not really a one size fits all kind of thing. It's
1: short answer is there? Uh, it, it depends on a ton of different factors. I think it yeah, starts ton. with, you know, with collection versus like long term money, but supply and demand. And the answer for Kevin Durant is a lot different than the answer for Zion. I would say, right? Because what was what is Kevin Durant's base rookie if you look at it from a supply perspective compared to Zion's like two totally different approaches yet you could both say you know that's the base that was actually what I was going to say so I think that there is a lot of factors like Zion you know you're looking for low or that's where some of these inserts can get interesting we've seen this kind of rising boom and what is the base card? When was it printed? At what period in the hobby? Because 90s junk wax stuff, there's like, it, it has been cyclical in that regard. Then you go to like products or product gets hot. Those early mosaic cards compared to what mosaic is now. There, there is a lot of different factors. And I think timing, like era is something to think about as well. Like the last three years, the base rookie is a lot different than the 2014.
2: That's correct. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have an out of ninety nine, twenty twenty prism, Tom Brady, or a Joe Burrow rookie card?
0: Brady in ninety nine,
2: but like that's the kind of conversation you have with yourself, right? It's like,
1: yeah, gold prism twenty twenty one Durant or, it just, John Moran. yeah, you could
2: do that. We could do this game all day.
1: Yeah, Base rookie. from the same set, like same sex stuff. Yeah, we just did it a little bit with baseball. It is about the factors. It is about, I would boil it simply down to supply and demand. And there's been a lot of conversations around everyone focuses on supply. What about demand? And I think there's a lot in collecting that drives different demand. First and foremost, cultural relevancy, et cetera, but then collector's mindset you know jersey match coloring um the number on the card like there is a lot of collecting factors that can lead to the non-rookie alt-rookie one-off stuff that ryan obviously knows like deeply deeply well from years of understanding checklists and this and that and the other thing like there's a photo in in this upcoming prism there's a dual auto kdb photo that is like random year, whatever, but like that pairing, that really duh, 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 can be bigger than say the rookie, you know, of either of them. So there, there is that stuff. The next one's from
0: Smallville Sports Cards. It says, did Tyler come in hot at Dallas? NBA is heating up. Will this translate to the card market with limited products out? So we've already addressed that. So I don't want to, you know, just keep beating my man Ty down. He did not come in hot to Dallas. NBA is heating up with all, will all of this translate to the card market with the limited products out? I think this is still yet to be unse- is yet to be seen. We've talked about this before. We don't know how this is going to happen because it's not typically ever happened, right? You don't have a lot of products out and the NBA season ends here in a couple months and you still have, you know, prison basketball is most of the time out the first week of December and we're not even five products into the year. So to say it's behind is, is an understatement. It's really hard to say.
2: Yeah, I, not with basketball. I don't see it.
0: It'll be interesting, especially if a young a young player wins. Giannis wins, another Jaw wins, Tatum wins, Luka wins, Booker wins. Like another young guy getting a ring versus a guy like LeBron. Who's gonna, who's going to win Rookie of the Year? Mobile, you think? I, I haven't followed it enough. Giddy at nineteen, putting up a triple double, man. I'm in. I'm in on Josh Giddy. But aren't they just a nightmare? Like, no, I don't think. Aren't they just the worst? Isn't that isn't a uh, well? Scotty Barnes is decent for the raptors there's uh what is it Wagner Wagner for the magic um Michigan uh, dude
1: mobley's um, the f- i would think clear mobley's favorite right now minus yeah, 650 i would think so like heavy favorite yeah
2: and like so they might make they could make some noise right cleveland yeah definitely possible. Sneaking. I'm I'm sorry
0: I'm thinking about I'm thinking yeah cleveland didn't we just have this conversation a couple weeks ago and you said that the Cavs would get absolutely smoked in like five games? I would. That doesn't mean they're not going to make noise in the playoffs. That Both uh, of those points just, stand you independently. You just threw in a little bit of optimism there and a couple weeks ago that was not the case.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so let's now, do you want to get into this conversation? Because we can. Ty, do you, do you remember think differently, Ty? I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying that I said the Cavs are bad, which I did say they would not beat the Nets in a playoff series. I hold on that number two, (laughs) number two. They if he just has a hot couple series or two, that's what you're talking
1: about. Yeah, I know it was just funny. NBA, yeah, I don't know. There's just a weird changing of the guard going on right now. There's a weird people don't bron bron on his way out. Maybe it's not so much as people don't. Yeah, they just it's just Instagram and highlights. Who do you think
2: takes over the mantle? For LeBron. Giannis. Giannis. His
0: career achievements so far are...
2: I don't think he brings on the same level of intrigue and conversation that LeBron does. Who
0: does then? Steph
1: is the closest oh, okay, one I but okay. think okay. of. But Steph's on his way
2: out. Yeah, that's Steph what Ja... Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not clear. Ja is like, a good the one.
1: next coming of it. No. And if Ja can stay consistent... Bro, I know. Well, Bro, we're, we're not, not talking, talking about success. About we're Bro, talking was, about,
2: like, vibes and is conversation. Back MVP, and...
1: Like, one of very few that's ever done that. He has an NBA ring. Like, he's going to win multiple more. For sure.
0: Uh, okay, so, Lou, I guess it depends on, like, your terms, like, if you mean just dominate the league, I just don't see anybody else. Face that is from a media
1: coverage. Best. Face from a media
2: coverage. Like, all of the above. You can be really good if if you're not, like, an interesting character. And you don't have like, if you're not a polarizing character, I feel like you don't take up. The yeah, I mean, at of...
0: this point, if you ask to pick today, not like no hypothetical, if Zion comes back. It, the,
2: well, that's what we're doing.
0: Okay. At, as it stands today, Jaw, Luca, and Giannis are the top three. If you it, hypothetically, Gian, uh, the, the buzz that's been around Zion, if Zion came back, got moved, dominated, like he would definitely be in the conversation.
2: I think Giannis could. If we could get some Giannis haters, and I'm willing to lead that lead that charge.
1: Oh, you think Giannis needs some hate? Yes, he
2: has to be polarizing.
1: He's too loved. The the Bucks are 40 and 25, and the Grizzlies are 44 and 24. The amount of media and press coverage around John Morant is like five to seven, 10x that of Giannis. The NBA is a media platform, and by and large, by proxy of what LeBron's done over his career has made it into that. Yeah, Giannis is, if you watch a basketball game, Giannis is the is the guy taking over. Most don't watch basketball games though.
0: Yeah, I just think it's going to matter when the Eastern Conference or yeah, Western yeah. Conference finals are on, or the NBA finals on, and John Moran's sitting at home, and Giannis is playing.
1: But my, I brought it up because John Moran might not be sitting at home. They're the three seed. Like they're a good team, which is most yeah, people don't talk I mean, about with Ja right now.
0: Yeah, you just, you got to play when it matters.
1: Yeah. Right. If so they like... do win, Ja has a much higher ceiling of being the guy than Giannis, even with what Giannis accomplished, potentially. Mm, we'll see.
0: All right. Next question, because we could argue this all day. We could.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Mark Miklas says, What do I do with all my base cars after rip and wax like top series one? Donate them, ship with them. Donate them or use them as,
2: yeah, yeah. shipping
0: tools. Con- Condoms for good cards. Mm.
1: This
0: is a family Stinky. show. Some Somebody told me that once, and I've never forgot family it. Show. You, use them, protect good cards when you ship them. Or donate them to kids. Yeah,
2: me too. That's that's the answer for sure.
0: Uh, Jacob Kunkel says, I believe it was last show where it was mentioned that you think Tiger Woods is undervalued, and I agree 100%. But with that being said, keep an eye on uh, Morocco cards. He's an insane... He's on an insane career pace so far. Is that Colin Morikawa? Yeah,
1: Morikawa. Oh, yep. Morikawa. Yep. What is it? Colin, Colin
0: Morikawa.
1: Colin Morikawa, and he's right, filthy.
0: Yep. Morikawa.
1: Filthy. He's uh, he's like crazy good. Yeah, like filthy. Yeah, like trajectory. He like numbers wins. Wise. He's in the
2: top three every weekend, right?
1: He's very, very, very good. I think he has two majors. Uh, young, like dynamic.
0: Yeah, I still think it goes back to you just you you just got to be careful, right? Like some of these, they don't have a lot of cards. They're going to get more as time goes on and they get more successful. And I just think about it a lot. Like, what does he have to do to justify those prices where Tiger Woods is already one A or one B all time as a golfer and probably likable athletes over the last 25, 30 years. Like Tiger Woods is a all-time
1: type athlete. Let me ask a question.
2: Do we need to compare every golfer to Tiger Woods? Is that what we need to do?
1: Which I think is about what's going to happen. And the, the point around the whole golf thing was this. We saw what happened with F1. We've now gone through F1. George Russell, there's value in those cards now, right? Like Lando Norris. Like there's a market in and around that. but we just had on play of the week was it she collects cards that was making crazy plays on the OG, OG, OGs right now. If you look at young emerging, what's about to happen to the PGA tour, it's all going to become WWE just like F1 and money, money, money. And they're going to pump these players. Just like when we talked about ESPN and what happened to hockey. And you've seen a little bit of that over the next two years, all the Brooks Kepka not bleaching his hair for random reasons. Last year was the first. The more what? media you bring in, there's literally a, a leaderboard in on the PGA Tour that you win. You call in first place, second place, third place. Tiger Woods came in first place this past year. He got like five million bucks. For you get being a bag, right? Popular, if you, win? If you get a bag for mm-hmm. being popular. So everyone's competing to be popular. So I think there will be market. I did not know to that. Come. That's actually crazy. Yeah. So people, I was Brooks, not aware The that Brooks at all. and Deschamps is WWE, bro. They don't actually care. It's WWE made up for social Completely media. Completely WWE. And That's so they crazy. will then create a market in and around that. But then, to That's your wild. point, you're going to see these people and people are going to be paying a $1,000 for Bryson D. Shambo. And then you're going to turn and look at Tiger stuff and be like, undervalued. That's the point in that, in that whole thing. Value.
0: It's happened with every market we've ever seen. You're like, Brady, the same thing every time, Luca and Jaw, or er, Jaw, LeBron, and Giannis sell for the same thing. And you're like, this guy hasn't done a whole lot. <laughs> this guy's done a little. This guy's this guy's pretty good. That doesn't make sense that these guys are so close. And then those cards pull away and then they either get too hot and they come down. And the other cards, it just these are these markets are cyclical and they adjust yep. on a daily basis, just like stocks.
1: And Jay same is sitting actually, on a anytime. fire Jack Nicholas that I would probably say the same about. There's probably more stuff that's in line with Jack. All right. We uh
0: we do gotta move on. We're on a little bit of a time crunch here. Uh last one would you rather have a pr- higher print parallel with color match or a lower print parallel with no color match as a collector i'm taking the color match
2: yeah i guess i don't really think about that too much but probably color match
0: yeah i think this uh, honestly uh, i i know we've got to move on but it, it it's like the other question it's just case by case right serial number who's the player how low we talk there's just so much that goes into it
1: do you like the color
0: what what yes what this what was this
2: jersey match thing that was going on with cards in the last couple months the last couple weeks jersey number there was a whole thing where everyone was posting like their jersey numbered cards or whatever
0: brother i've been doing that for years that's the i know point.
2: i understand rye right, but like it became a thing in the last couple of weeks. yeah because
0: there was john morant nt rookie patch auto 12 of 99 and the Juan soto orange or chrome or orange or gold top or bowman chrome refractor 22 of 25 or 50 they both sold at the same time on like pwcc for a, a ungodly amount of money and i think i think Sox was the one that posted about it like does this validate jersey number sales because they were I'll find the post. They were outrageous.
1: That Kreider yes. is jersey number.
0: What I was going to say is was it? it is. It wasn't March's jersey number. It wasn't who's? Yeah, right here. So Slapstocks posted this six days ago. It says the John Marantz National Treasures Rookie Patch Auto PSA 8 did $550,000. $550, the Juan Soto Orange jersey number, 22 of 25, 9-5, sold for 300 k they were both sold in a private deal by our guy Shine. Guy's got a crazy collection. It says with both of these cards being jersey number and both all time high sales for each player, this points to the true power of the jersey number, the jersey serial number in the high high end market. Because the last John Morant and TRPA eight five, sold via PWCC Marketplace in February's premier auction for sixty thousand dollars. That's over nine x on that card.
1: Collector nuances, are, important. which brings up the
0: point that when Shine bought the LeBron exquisite twenty three of ninety nine for like two million dollars in the last six months, that was one of the all time steals of the century. That's a ten million dollar card. He got it for like two million dollars. The all ult- ultimate steal. That card, when it sells next time, will sell for a fortune. Fortune. Mark this date. That that card is going to sell for a ton of money. But anyways.
2: Hot take: uh, High end LeBron's gonna sell for a lot of money. Jersey number, you gotta steal. only here on Card Talk. He's gonna make five million
0: dollars <laughs> on that card. You're gonna triple. He will. You know, three, yes, four X's will. money. All right, let's uh, let's get into play of the week. Play of the week. Shout out to Jay for uh, for hopefully getting us some winners here. All right, so this is from the Cardboard Collaborative. It Says, hey guys, here's my play of the week. Back in the end of October, I bought a 2017 Fleer Ultra Spider Man Bronze PMG at a 199 for 324, all in off eBay. At the time, it was overcomps by a good amount, but with Spider Man No Way Home coming out in a few weeks. I thought there was room for Marvel cards to get a bump. Unlike in the past, I decided to actually listen to my gut and pull the trigger. Bang. In February, in February, I sent it to PSA Express and got an eight, which is good for PMGs. That brought my total cost for the card around four eighty nine. This weekend I went to the Philly card show and sold it for twenty one hundred. It's a sixteen hundred dollar profit and by far my biggest single sale. It's the hardest thing to learn, but follow your gut because it pays off more times than not.
2: Great work. It's pretty good. There's so many Spider-Man cards, it's crazy.
1: They're all fresh as hell, though. Like the card is fire. It's
0: true. <laughs> we you guys have definitely we we've mentioned it on the show before. I I like Marvel. I think it's huge. It seems like there's a little bit of FOMO built into Marvel PMGs at the moment. There are a lot of sales on a lot of cards that I'm like seven, eight months from now come to national. I'm not sure are gonna be the same. I could be wrong, been wrong before. It just seems like there's a lot. They were all over the Dallas card show. I, it's just, it seems like it's a, it's a FOMO thing built in there. And this is no shot at the the cardboard cloud. Yep. This is a great play. Hell of a play.
1: Yeah. I, I would take the other side of that conversation in that it's mind blowing to me, unless you're a big Marvel fan, how Big of fans, people are. like when I think about Ronald Acuna and Spider Man, I'm like, Spider Man is so much bigger and has such a bigger, but they also base. have to
0: collect cards, they also have to collect, which cards. is
1: why we're seeing what's happening because all every car most card collectors never even thought about it and they were tearing up everything Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, Spider Man, even myself, not a Marvel person, not I've known Spider Man my whole life. I love Spider Man, Spider Man one of the most gangster characters ever. And so I would just take the opposite of, like, have you ever been to a Comic-Con? You know what people do around this shit? Like, I, it might even keep going in the realest way. Like, it's... I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I'm just, like, I see it, and I'm, like, people yeah, yeah. are crazy. Talk to people that work at Marvel, you know, and what's happened. It is nutty. Huh, speaking of, um, something
2: a... OG collector once told me is that if something as rare as PMGs, if you ever see like four or five of those sales inside a two month period, that means the collectors have decided, the current holders of that have decided that the card's too expensive and that's why it becomes available. So your takeaway from that is then that means it's too expensive, right? Like that's the takeaway that you get. The other side of that, like Tyler is saying, And what I always went against was like, just because it's selling for all time highs right now, doesn't mean you're, you're at the ceiling of what that card is in the short term, maybe, but there's like the people that Tyler's talking about, the people who go to these cons and do buy these cards. If you're at the Dallas card show, you're probably more of a card person, but the type of people who buy these cards that are collectors of them, they'd have no issue paying at the all time high prices right now because they see what the comics go for. Hopefully we don't know who the end consumer is. Totally. totally. So hopefully, that's what I was saying. I just want to make a point about the OG collector and they say that it's selling a lot of them because it's selling for so much. Like you just said right now, there's another end of that coin, like Tyler is saying as well, to consider.
0: Yep. All right. Next one, Jay. All right. This is from Brendan Bilaka on Twitter, it looks like. This is my submission for play of the week. I'm a big believer in sealed wax, especially those with desirable chase cards inside. I bought this 2011 Topps value box, which has the Mike Trout update rookie possibility for 600 US in June. And I recently sold it for 1500, six months later. Sealed product may not be as sexy, but it's tough to go wrong with boxes with or from iconic releases. Very,
2: very smart play. This people are gonna look at this and they're gonna say, you know what? 750, 1500 is not the biggest increase in the world. Fifteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars—a lot of money. But wax of a car when you're trying, we are try, we talking. He's talking about the twenty eleven uh, Mike Trout. Like wax of that is not going anywhere, and there's a lot less of it floating around than there is of of seven fifty Canadian six hundred US. So there's a lot less of that twenty eleven tops update floating around than there is of twenty eighteen tops update, which people are buying as well. Very smart, rare—not rare, but like harder to find. Wax, great play.
0: Always, yeah. Big, big believer in sealed, sealed wax supply and demand on that. I think is 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 something you'll see play out in time with economics on that. It's just as time goes on and breakers continue to, you know, break at the rates they're breaking and want product as fast as they want it. Companies evolve out of the the desire for breaking and the gambling aspect of the hobby continues to grow. The product they're looking for to solve that fix or to to grow that business is the is the sealed product so i uh yeah i love the play aligned all right so this is from muffin sports Cards. he said i bought this lewis hamilton track tag for 50 dollars at a booth in dallas already under comps they do about 75 dollars or so typically i utilize dci's on-site raw card review at the dallas card show and know that they have a great reputation and crossovers to psa was thrilled to get a 10 back from them the same day. Uh, and with knowing their 10s are commanding premiums due to their reputation, I posted it to F1 Facebook group for $175 and sold it in 10 minutes for $100 profit within 24 hours. That's $25. So that's $25 under the last SGC 10 comps.
2: Basically, he bought a card for $50 bucks at a booth in Dallas, took it over to the Dallas show review. Which has a reputation of good crossovers. I wasn't aware of that, but if so, that's great. That's a good, nice little tool. And then went into a Facebook group list. The the F one Facebook group was like the biggest one. There's like several thousand members. He went in there and sold it in ten minutes for 175. So he made 100 bucks in 12 hours.
0: Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. I I've not utilized DCI at at the show, but if that's uh, if that's true, it's definitely definitely hard to argue with that. Right before the F one season two. All right, next one. All right, this is from Harris Decker. It says, have a pretty cool play of the week submission this week. Been really into the wrestling cards as of late, searching for the rock rookies. While on the hunt, I came across this Adam Cole gold auto at a 10 at a card store. Negotiated the price to 40 bucks and got home and found out he had a big match on Sunday. Threw it up on eBay right away and got an offer of 180. Took it and ran. All in was about $120 profit in less than a week after fees and shipping.
1: It's pretty cool. WWE just always just blows my mind.
0: Don't sleep on wrestling, boys. That's also another one that's all be a promoted listings. We have not. Uh, we've seen a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Do not
2: sleep on wrestling, boys. Do I have not a,
1: sleep on wrestling is right.
2: I ripped a I ripped a box of uh, WWE Prism on loop recently. Really? Did you? Yep. Just to get a feel for what was going on.
1: Uh, about WWE Prism or about Loop or about both? When did WWE come out? WWE came out. Oh, maybe not Prism. I'm
2: sorry. Wait, let me see. You said Prism because uh, like, Jay I...
1: just it, the announcement just came recently. I think that's
0: exactly right. That's
1: yeah. exactly right. Yeah, it was yeah. Top Scrum. Sorry, Top Scrum WWE.
0: I was so confused. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did I miss something? <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah, it was because Jay said Prism in the in the chat.
2: Um. Yeah. Great play. Love this. I mean. Easy money. And if you know wrestling, I think there's the funny thing about wrestling is I think if you understand how the business works, you might be able to get ahead on some guy on some guys and girls that you wouldn't otherwise. You know, it's a lot of uh, maybe, maybe not. I haven't been as involved in the wrestling game, but I would think it's a little bit easier to make some plays if you know what you're doing.
0: All right, Jay. So is that it? I think that's it. All right. So we got. Wrestling. To me, it's the sealed wax. I'm going the 2011 update play. I don't
2: think that's right. I think the Spider-Man has to win.
1: I'm going Spider-Man. I think Marvel cards are still a fucking play.
2: <sighs> he
0: bought it raw. Yeah, paid above market because he, he believed in it, right? Trust your gut. This is the winner. He paid he
2: paid a, a little bit above market because he trusted his gut after going back and forth on it for a while. He submitted it. He got an 8, which is great, great. Obviously, there's a little bit of luck built into that. And then he sold it for he sold it for cash at the at the Philly show. This is the winner.
0: Uh, definitely a good play. Um, I, yeah, uh, I believe that. I I like the sealed wax play. A little bit more of a slow and As steady, slow and steady grind. But iconic set like Trout update is. I, I like the wax play. As so that would be I. mine. But I'm outnumbered on this. So the cardboard collaborative is our winner. Now I think he submitted a couple, and I think that's actually the first time he's won. I believe so. I think he submitted a couple. Finally Jason, a
2: W, Yeah. Jason, finally a, a W. Good
0: work. All right. So as we wrap it up, I this uh, we're going to get into the latest launch. There's actually some decent releases this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got Contenders Football, Donner's Choice Basketball, Prism Premier League Soccer, Topps Chrome F1 Racing, Opening Day Baseball, and Topps WWE Women's Division.
2: I mean tops chrome f one racing is
0: and origins I'm sorry, and origins basketball and playbook football and uh tops heritage baseball and top's finest wrestling
2: can I make a can I just make a statement we're doing lose poos. How do we do no releases for like months on end, and then one week everyone decides to just drop everything they have
0: it is very it's very weird. can we yep.
2: like take a look at the calendar as an industry and like make a decision to like not overload releases?
0: What are we doing? It's very expensive. And that was loose poos. Yeah. Contenders football is going to be big. F1 Chrome, second year. It'll be interesting to see how that affects first year F1, how the second year stuff does, new parallels, different stuff like that. So it's going, to be, fire up. It's going to be interesting. There's some, there's, there's some good releases, right? I, you're starting to get more into the new basketball stuff. Like I said, you got Origins coming out. Contenders is a top 10 release each year. Cracked Ice, Herbert, Lance, or I'm sorry, Lance, Fields, Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Like those are going to do really well. Those are going to be big sales. These are going to be some of the first big, big cards of some of the 2021 football guys. You haven't got Prism yet. You haven't got Optic yet. You haven't got Select. You haven't got Contenders. You haven't got NT. These are going to be really some of the first sales after their rookie year, even. So it'll be interesting to see what the football market does.
2: Ryan, do you think I will, and take your personal feelings on Zach okay. out of it, do you think, and this is an honest question about cards, do you think I will have a better opportunity, do I, do you think I'll have a cheaper opportunity to get a Zach contenders than I will in the next two weeks? Uh, Yes. Between now and when football season starts. Yeah, sure. When? Um, Because think about it. Releases today, free agency starts in, I think, a week or two.
0: So in April, I believe there's a three-week period where Prism and Select comes out right there. You know when your best opportunity to buy a previous product is? When the new shiny toy comes out. When the the new shiny toy toy comes comes out, you buy the old stuff. That is not wrong. People will be buying Zach, Zach Wilson Tiger Stripes and Prism Silvers and Golds and Camos and Numbered Autos and uh, Color Blasts and things like that. They'll be looking for all that stuff. Then you buy the Contenders auto. Interesting.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong now that I think about it. But that was my the point I wanted to say. I think I might have to do a break of Contenders this week, but maybe not now that we're talking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, delaying some of the products in this, like... It, it messes with the off season because typically when the off season hits, a lot of the good products are out. You typically only have like flawless, like the the season's over with a lot of the cards, and then you get ready for the new stuff. So like Panini's working on basketball and draft stuff and baseball and other things when February comes around. Typically, so the off season happens. I guess, bro. It's just like
2: how about like take a look at the release calendar for other companies too. Like I understand that they can't plan their lives around tops and. And Panini can't plan the lives around each other, but like, let's take a look at the calendar and see that there's nothing. There's nothing last week. I don't know what's happening next week. Like, there's going to be lulls coming up here. Why do we need to just front load everything? I'm a, I'm a big fan of just get the product out, but at a certain like, we're here now and now we're doing 10 releases this week. Why?
0: Interesting. We'll see how it plays out.
2: Silly. All right. So I got Thursday, 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 Thursday. Thursday.